Well, it happened. Henry Kissinger is dead at 100 years old. Was his legacy one of diplomacy or that of being a warmonger? Why did Elon Musk drop a handful of F-bombs during an interview with the New York Times? <laughs> and does Alex Jones have his own video game? Yes, he does. <laughs> and what's happening in China with recent news of a new epidemic? Will it be a repeat of 2020? But don't fear, as always, we'll bring you a silver lining with our Dig Deep Live Q&A, the Bendela Effect section, and the top 10 weirder news of the week. Yeah, like the guy who stole 10,000 Krispy Kreme donuts. And a cloud UFO. So we'll <laughs> see you guys out on the edge of a jelly donut. Cheers. And if you're listening to our Edge of Wonder podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or elsewhere, please leave us a five-star rating and review to help us reach more people. Also, remember to like, subscribe, follow on YouTube, Rumble, Ganjing World, Twitter, or X. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Wherever you're watching us. How are you doing, Rob? Pretty good, Ben. How are you? Yeah, doing pretty well. Good. Yeah, we um, we've got some funny stuff, actually, to start us off or some interesting stuff. Really, you got to you got to open up this tweet, Dom, um, an all hands meeting mistake for was mistaken for a some hands meeting. <laughs> what? <laughs> some hands. Well, so uh, as Dom's trying to get that open, um, basically. There was a tweet that um, someone put over here. His name's Ben Casnocha, right? Here it is. Mm -hmm. A friend who works at Google said he wanted to raise a topic at the next team all hands. His manager took him aside and said they don't use the phrase all hands meeting on his teams at Google because it's insensitive language because not everyone has hands. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's pretty hilarious. I mean, think about how many people don't have hands. There's such a small percentage of people that might be missing a hand or both hands or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Anyway, pretty, pretty crazy. <sighs> that <laughs> I, I guess we would have to ask people who don't have hands if they're offended by that. Yeah, but anything could be offensive nowadays, which is the the problem with that. You know, it's yeah, not like I mean, that has that has nothing to do with actual hands. Hands, hands right. means a person. Like my hand is a person. You know, it's just all like not. It's, it's a word that means like it. It has multiple meanings. It doesn't just mean right. it like a hand. You know. I mean, should we just not drive anymore because people without hands can't touch the steering wheel? I mean, yeah, and it's offensive to them. I don't know. Right. I, actually, th there there are other things. I, I I I mean, there's people with no legs that can. Everything's on the steering wheel. I you, you, there, you can watch videos about it. It's really super fascinating, actually. How it would, I have to, to say though, it would be weird if if I was if we went to a meeting and it was called um, a no legs meeting. <laughs> That'd be weird. What um, else are you gonna say? Yeah. All hand. I mean, that, that, I mean, it comes from when you're uh, like man like 
operating a ship back in the day, you know, like all hands on deck, like kind of thing, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. So, yes, exactly. It's like, it's, yeah. it, it has multiple meanings. So also check this out, Ben. So there's an Instagram post here that I want us to watch. It's about the dolphins, you know, like not dolphins, but like the oh. dolphins and NFL team. And you like, this is going to actually kind of blow your mind. It's really interesting. Check this out. Most NFL fans don't know that the Dolphins have an insane cheat code when playing at home. The stadium is positioned in a way that forces the opposing team sideline to deal with extreme direct sunlight while the Dolphins get to relax in the shade. With an average fall temperature of around 85 degrees in Miami, this can cause a drastic difference in conditions that both teams face. It is not unusual for the temperature of the visiting sideline to be 30 degrees or higher than the home sideline. This wow. video shows the Dolphins side being at 90 degrees while the Vikings are baking in near 120 oh, degrees. Yeah. The difference is so drastic that some teams such as the Patriots have built custom air conditioned benches that they bring to every game in Miami. To make matters worse, the NFL allows home teams to decide what uniforms they are going to wear, and the away team is forced to wear the opposite, which is why Dolphins usually wear white at home. So the question remains, should the Dolphins be forced to provide shade for visiting teams? Most Isn't that wow. crazy? They, like, they, did not, they did that on purpose, man. They 100% did that on and purpose. Like it's crazy, like 120 degrees. Like they're like, Dang. imagine trying to perform in 120 degrees. Like that is crazy. Well, it's not, it, excuse me. And it's not necessarily a hundred degrees. The temperature is a hundred degrees, but the problem is it, it probably doesn't create much wind. So right. it just really heats up and, and then on, on top of like, you know, all the, all, everything that they have and running around like, dude, that's, that's crazy. Right. And, and like the Patriots making their own air, like custom air conditioned seats because they like they have to with no way around it. That's pretty crazy. Anyway, I thought that was pretty interesting. That is really interesting. All right. And then um, we've got a Google Maps backlash too. here. Uh, we're going to show this. Check this out, Ben. Trying to get back from L.A. from Vegas and Google Maps rerouted us. <laughs> cars are being destroyed saw a bunch of wild donkeys literally in the middle of nowhere <laughs> lost in the desert <laughs> dude the kazoo oh, from that from where it Nine one one. Off-roading destroyed these cars. Like these cars are not meant to be off-roading like this. Yeah. So Google Maps like basically sent them all like out there and got them stranded and stuff. I mean, this is a fairly dangerous problem. Like Google Maps has sent me to weird places a few times, but luckily it's like not in an unpopulated area, you know. Yeah, it's done that to me once as well. Um, and it usually happens in unpopulated areas and more remote. Um, and I know Apple had that problem too. We were just talking about that. One of our weirder news where somebody went off, they, they 
the bridge was like closed down and, yeah. and it didn't say it was closed down and they drove off the bridge and, and ended up tying actually. Yeah. I think they, the people are suing Google for that one. Mm -hmm. All right. So <clears throat> if you guys like this weird news segment or that weird news piece that we just did, stay tuned because later in the show, we've got a top 10 weirder news of the week segment that we do. That's going to be pretty, it's pretty awesome. And number one mm -hmm. this week is like, yeah, It'll be the end of the show and like we'll want to keep talking about it for like an hour. It's crazy. All right, Ben, you got a right. Mandela effects for me. What do you got? Yeah. Are we going to do the. <laughs> That's cool. Hey, also, Ben, before you before you start the Bendela segment, um, Astros 2017, that's Joseph. He said, hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving family time and wishing everybody a Merry Christmas season of giving. And he gave us a hundred dollar donation. Dang. Thank you so much, wow. bro. Appreciate it. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving That's awesome. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Yeah. And happy holidays for. All right. So this is a, this is a pretty big one and I am still like, not sure what to think about this one. And it definitely to me, it definitely proves something weird is going on. So you I, can yeah, count so, on me has I'll been changed. Be home for Christmas. You can count on me. On me. Count. Yeah. Now, your last name is Count. So you probably like. I wouldn't forget that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, why don't we play this and you'll now hear what it is. I'll be home for Christmas You can plan on me This now. is crazy Please Plan? Okay, you can stop it now. I mean, basically it goes through the route. I mean, that's the song. But I mean, okay. There, so that Everybody is gaslighting us and telling us he never said count. Who everybody is just remembered it wrong, right? Yeah, well, that, that's what everyone's saying, right? Well, so then I went through some of the more popular versions of this song. So here's another one from Michael Bublé. And <laughs> we'll listen to this, too. You can plan. What? On <laughs> me. He has that classic voice, this guy. Yeah, he does. The, yeah, very Frank Sinatra. So, so Buble says plan now. Y yeah, and here's Elvis. This is this is just weird. You can plan what? <laughs> I I mean traditionally this is a song that is saying so much in carols and and uh, and you know people singing christmas songs at their home and and whatnot like this just sounds bizarre to me like no one i know would say plan like even right now if you sing the song you say count and dean martin this is a this one is also i would say the bing crosby one is probably the most famous version of that song i think he's the one who, who originally sang it the Dean Martin is also pretty, pretty, pretty big. famous. Yeah. Yeah. He's got that classic voice too. Yes. So 
I mean, we don't really need. Well, okay, we're, we'll show this one. You can plan on me. So the only one that I found that actually, okay, we're going to play the Pentatonics one. Now, the Pentatonics, they're more of a recent group. They cover a lot of songs, but it's all acapella. They don't use any instruments. And this is their version of the song. I'll be home for Christmas. You can count on what? Me. Yeah. So clearly, and I think there's other more. Yeah, even even like Snopes had a hard time. They they came out because a video went viral on TikTok, and they came out trying to debunk this. But even they had a hard time completely debunking it. It was like, well, yeah, the original song does say plan. And then they were going through different lyrics and different people singing it. Most people now say plan, even though I, I don't remember that. But this is this, this yeah, one to me ask, is like, dude, new. It, it, this is big. This, this is, is as big yeah. as McMahon. This is as big as Shazam. Yeah, like, I would say so. I would really say so. Because if you ask any older person to sing that song to you i would say 10 out of 10 are gonna sing count on me yeah plan doesn't even make as much sense you can count on me being there yeah you right? can plan like, on me you can plan on me being there but and that's that's what it sounds like like yeah you can plan on it but it may, if something else comes up maybe i won't be there but if it's i'm a bad problem. lyricist you can plan on me if yeah. i'm a good lyricist you can count on me yeah, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at hey, all. Hey, Millsy just gave us a a hundred dollar donation too. Thank you so much. Wow. Said Merry Xmas to my Rise family, to the Rise crew. Thank you for everything you do. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Hope you and your family have a wonderful Christmas as well. Yeah, a lot of people in the <laughs> chat are really like freaking out about this one. And saying like, what did CERN do? <laughs> oh gosh, I mean, this is this is a big, this is a really, this really is, bizarre. This we are weird. living in the friggin' twilight zone. Yeah, dude. dude. This this one to me, like you said, it's just up. It's up there with 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 McMahon. When I first heard this, I was like, no. And then I then I thought, well, maybe it was like an obscured version that we don't hear very much. So, yeah, but no, like I I watched videos of people going back to the old vinyls that they took out of the cupboards and they started playing it, and it was planned. And they were like, "This was never planned." Yeah, hundred percent. Like they're like really freaked out about it, and they should be. Like, yeah. I feel like the universe is giving us hints to snap us out of this like socio political like mist that we can't get through. You know. Yeah. Or maybe we really are living in a singularity. We are, dude. We are living in the friggin' twilight zone, and everyone's like, Biden, Trump, rah, rah, rah. Like, dude, like, <laughs> you can plan on me? Are you serious? Like, why is no one talking weird. about this? This is the friggin' so weirdest weird. thing. This is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been waiting for, I, I heard about this, and I was like, okay, when it comes closer to Christmas, we'll do this one. I have a few more Christmas ones this month, so we'll do it one another one next month next week. So super weird, oh, definitely super, weird, super weird. All right, so we're gonna get into this before we hit a trailer. 
Ben, I got to get a live reaction from yeah, you here. I, I've been excited right. because I haven't seen wait, this yet. Wait, Dom, don't play the Instagram. Don't, no, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. Play, open up the website first. And I want to watch the video there. And then if we have time for the Instagram, we'll watch that because nothing is better than the original website. I need to get a live reaction here. All right, Ben, check this out. First came Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, and Super Mario Brothers. And now the ultimate retro nostalgia throwback game. I present to the world, Alex Jones's New World Order Wars. They're turning the freaking frogs game. I'll eat your ass, you Nazi scum. Soros. Let's free the Patriots and defeat them. That's Mark Zuckerberg. Oh my gosh. We are He's going to defeat the globalists very bigly. This game is mostly peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> is this real? Yes. I'm going to lower the world's population. <laughs> okay. Big deal. I'm taking you down, Raymond. I did not have sexual relations with that saxophone. <laughs> Download it now at alexjonesgame.com because, as we all know, anything badass gets censored. <laughs> Can you believe that? That is hilarious. I have to admit, though, it's a pretty genius idea. It was like it was like Contra. Game. Like it looked better than Contra, dude. Yeah, it's kind of like. But I still, that's not, it's, he's like Super Mario Bros. I don't think that's Super Mario Brothers. I don't know which one that is, but. No, this is way better than all of those, but it's yeah, like, no. he, it's got like a, it that feels like an, a Nintendo game, like Contra, but then he's added in all of the enemies of our time on here. Big tech <laughs> lizard. What is it? Lizard nerd. And then like, so Trump will come down and like protect you. And he's like, we've got to protect the babies. <laughs> and he's got dude, he's so funny he's crazy. <laughs> this is fire he's calling it nwo wars look it's bill yeah. clinton's like, singing with a saxophone with his shirt off up there <laughs> alex jones game that's, that's really really that, funny that is that is pretty uh like, pretty it's clever like one of the funniest things that's yeah that's happened in a while actually yeah they all right well, why don't we play this uh, this trailer, and then when trailer. we come back, we're going to be getting into, uh, gosh, all kinds of stuff. Um, uh, crazy Volcano, Elon Musk, uh, Disney-facing boycotts, and so much more, so stick around. A heart patient, another dimension, and rap sensation Kid Cudi combine in a miraculous story. An unseen helping hand alerts a woman right before a dangerous near-death experience. Unexplainable winter survival stories see more than one woman frozen solid and then return from the edge of the grave. An eating disorder recovery, a near-death experience, and an impossible sign from heaven change a skeptic's heart. Miracles, amazing supernatural events, astonishing brushes with death. They were said to be just stories. But these real-life experiences prove there's more to this world than meets the eye. Want to feel hope and Christmas cheer? Join Edge of Wonder for Christmas miracles and near-death experiences.
Well, you guys, right. you can find our new series that we have all about near-death experiences over on Rise.tv, along with our tons of other uh, series that we've done covering pretty much every topic you can think about. We have like 400 videos over there now. So come over to Rise.tv to uh, enjoy all the amazing and wonderful content that we have. We've got everything from the weird to the paranormal to the deeply well-researched crazy stuff that's controlling our world. We've got witches. We've got vampires. We've got Garden of Eden stuff. We've got Tartaria stuff, transhumanism, relics of power. You name it. It's all there. Come on <laughs> over, please. Yes. Cool. <clears throat> all right. All right. Elon and you know yeah, let's get into Elon. Um, so Ben, did you see what Elon said in an interview recently to the New York Times? Yeah, so I, I end up watching that, and I have to admit, there what he said about numerous topics. Um, to be honest, I was kind of getting frustrated because they were like the reporter, and I can't remember his name, kept asking him all these questions. And I'm thinking to myself, why aren't you ask? These are great questions. I wish Tim, you would ask these same questions to Tim Cook, especially about China. <laughs> and Elon calls him out on it. You know, he's just like, it's interesting that you're you're basically calling me out on, on all these questions, but you're, you, you know, you won't ask anybody else. But dude, oh my God, it was fire what he said. Oh, at the very beginning, the first words out of his mouth. I could not believe it. So, yeah. Okay. Let's let's pull up this clip. We're going to show you guys, and then we'll we'll have more of a discussion on this. Um, what was that trip like? And obviously, you know that there's a public perception that, and, and you're clarifying this now. Um, but there's a public perception that that was part of a apology tour, if you will. That this had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers. Leaving, we talked to Bob Iger today. I hope today. they stop. You hope? Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f*** yourself. <laughs> Let me clarify. But he's go like, go f*** yourself. <laughs> is that clear? <laughs> I hope it is. Hey, Bob, if you're in the audience. Well, well, let me ask you then. <laughs> That's how I feel. Don't about, advertise. Okay, so you, you stop here, Dom. So of I just want to say, like, if you, I watched this whole interview today. Ben yeah. watched it. A few of my buddies watched it as well, like different people. And I have to say, this journalist was completely insufferable. Like we're talking about a man representing one of the most irresponsible media of the last like five to 10 years. Mm -hmm. And he is every single question behind every single question. It's like he knows so well what this small group of like academics that read the New York Times think about Elon Musk. And all of the questions revolved around that. Like, oh, should... A person have this much power 
um you know you you control x now and like you know it just seems like a person shouldn't be controlling x and and all the while like elon's just basically like well you know the truth will win out and he answered every question very calmly yeah, he, he did. didn't get frustrated which was like amazing because i would have gotten frustrated like yeah, once the guy started asking me those questions i'd be like why don't you ask this question to like jeff bezos why don't you or, ask or, these or mark questions? zuckerberg it's yeah. like same thing i mean mark zuckerberg is controlling information and right that's the point is that elon is and trying all, to keep it open yeah, elon is actually allowing conversations and these yeah. guys are actually suppressing all of that and he's getting questioned from this absurd journalist from the New York Times that basically they've had like articles that are appropriating the most bizarre like mentalities on the planet, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And and like criminal acts, you know, and and this guy has the nerve to ask him these questions like and what was weird is like he kept cutting Elon off. He wouldn't he even did. let Elon fit uh, finish before he'd want to move on to another question that was going to like ask about these agendas that he wanted to kind of like even stuff that he was he would start framing things positively about elon and then and then he would move it in a direction of making elon look really negative and elon would just be like i don't know why you're asking me that like for instance about these policies like he was so he kept going back to these policies like regulations that elon and his team weren't following at Tesla or something. And he's like, he's like, we followed 150 million regulations. And there was a couple that we had an issue with. And you're asking me about those. Like, yeah, like if well, I have an issue, I need to say something because it's my responsibility. You know what I mean? Right. And what it was interesting, he said, the reason why we didn't approve of those regulations is because it, it harmed the actual customer or went against the people itself. Right. And he's like, so I felt obligated to step forward. And it was, it's very interesting because then he went on to say, you know, like all these other elites and all these like CEOs and these companies, he's like on the surface, it seems like all, well, he's like, all they care about is their, um, ESG scores or whatever, what, yeah. you know, and he's like, that's all they care about, but he's like, they're very selfish and they, they don't care about the people. And, and he's like, where, whereas like we've done more for, um, in a sense of like benefiting the world as like, uh, you know, creating products that, that, that doesn't cross pollution or, or whatever. I don't know. I mean, obviously like yeah, he's done yeah. more than any person to fight climate change, even though like you and I, I don't really agree with the yeah. way they push it, but it's like, he's done more and they're like, they hate the guy and they put him in the same category as Trump. Like, yeah, that makes any sense, you know? And like, yeah, yeah he said and in he, that interview, he was like, to all of the people who he's like looking, he's like being good isn't just something you, you it's not something you say. There's a lot yeah. of people that s say good things. He's like, but what they do is evil. And he's like, to those people, yeah, that's what you. Did. Yeah, yeah. You, he did say that directly. And um, and then he said, you know, uh, Tesla has their their tesla one of their tesla cars has sold more cars than any other car in the any other car. market and you know he he was because the guy was like well you criticize biden and he's like well that's because biden literally held a um electric car a summit convention yeah convention, like and he's like i wasn't invited and then he says that gm made the most 
electric cars. And he's like, GM made 25. We made 35. Well, he had 25,000 or 26,000. Oh, yeah. We made like yeah. 35,000. No, they, like, they made like 300,000. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. Yeah. Something yeah, like so that. Like Anyways, Elon and his team made a tremendous amount and these guys made like 30,000 almost. And he, they were like being, you know, um, you know, they were being uh, glorified for that and they, they'd ba barely done anything the GM mm -hmm. and they're, tra I mean, no offense, but they're trashy cars too. Like they're not even that good, you know? Right. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, he, he made a lot of really, like you said, he was really calm through the whole thing and he made a lot of good points about almost everything. And, um, like all issues of what's going on and, and including like Twitter and the direction of where it's headed. But, um, yeah, he's really, really upset with <laughs> some of these CEOs of other companies. And he's like, and he's like, you know, everyone's look pointing fingers at me, but he's like, every single one of my companies are all open source. Like everything is open source. And, and, you know, and he's like, these, these, con these other companies are fighting like tooth and nail over their patents. And he's like, mine's just open source. Like, how can yeah. you argue with that? You know, he's like, I'm, I'm literally trying to get And He's like, some of our direct competitors are using what we created because he's like, I, I, I want to help, you know, I want to help people not, not doing this necessarily for money. And it's like, dang, you know, like, yeah, how can you really argue with that? So, yeah. And, you know, one of the interesting things is after some of these tweets, you know, some of the and some of the things that are going on, a bunch of advertisers started to try to pull out of Twitter. They used it as an opportunity to pull out. And then he he gave his statement there. Right. Shortly after that, in the interview, he's like, look, if if it destroys Twitter because they're not advertising, he's like, then the people will be there to judge whether they felt like what they did was a good thing. Yeah. And the guy brought up, well, yeah, like some of them, you know, Disney's facing boycotting right now. And and. And Elon was like, yeah, they're getting boycotted for what they're doing. And he's like, and, and here it is. It's like, you know, Disney faces boycott after Elon Musk cursed out CEO Bob Iger. Like Bob Iger is being considered the worst Disney CEO of all time right now by mm -hmm. how everything is going. Like he was tanking it before. Bob Chapek came in. It tried to improve it a little bit, but couldn't deal with the drama. Bob Iger comes back and things just keep going down, down, down. Kathleen Kennedy is running amok over there. Every single high value uh, intellectual property that they had is just tanking because they will not write a story that people want. They just mm -hmm. want to write about agendas. Yeah. To be, to be frank, honestly. Right. Well, well, it's interesting because... Yeah, the, the, <laughs> I mean, they're going to keep losing subscribers over this and the fact that they don't want to advertise on Twitter and then lose more because of it. Yeah, it's going it, to this is really going to affect them. I mean, thousands doesn't seem like much, but it, it it's just the more that this goes viral, the more that people are going to be like, yeah, OK, you know, or hear about what Elon said. I, I seriously couldn't believe what Elon said. I mean, it was just like, wow. He, it was like the very beginning of the interview. Like what we just watched was literally the beginning of the interview. And he, he just says, yeah, it like right first, because it's a, about an hour and 20 minutes. I think it was like yeah. the first 20 or so minutes. He said that. No, no, it was like the first five minutes within the first so. five minutes. I think it was, I don't think it was the first five minutes. I could be wrong.
Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was because mm -hmm. I, I was, I, that, I was like, when I turned it on, I was like, literally one of the first things I remember hearing was like, Whoa, he, that was very bold, but, um, yeah. yeah so, so, okay. So I'm going to just explain how maddening what's going on is like, I really don't like throwing around the term, um, gaslighting. I think people use that term too, too easily. Like somebody will have a point, someone will have another point and then they'll be like, you're gaslighting me. And it's like, no, so we can't have a discussion without someone gaslighting someone else. Like, I think we should be able to have a discussion, but what's going on at Disney right now actually feels like an enormous amount of gaslighting. I'm going to, I want to paint this picture for you and I want to hear what you think, Ben. Okay. So recently Disney just published, um, they released this movie, the, the, the Marvels. Okay. Oh, it's, yeah. it's an all woman movie, superhero, uh, superhero movie that honestly, like, great. If it's a good story, I'm going to go watch it. The more people are excited about it, the more I'm going to like, I want to go see it. I'll probably go watch a couple times in the theaters. You know, the movie completely bombed. It was an awful movie. The fans didn't like it at all. And, and the fans were upset about the movie because they ruined another good franchise basically. Right. Kathleen Kennedy, um, all the different people at Disney are, and uh, Brie Larson has been behind most of this. She is basically attacking the fans, saying they're too misogynistic and they, they just want to see uh, a man and that's why they're not going, which is completely not true. Like, look how well Wonder Woman did, right? And it's D it was DC, like it's not even about that. So instead of acknowledging the fact that they wrote a crappy movie, instead they're like attacking the fans yeah and they now, did the same thing with ghostbusters with the women right they're yeah. just they and, just attack the fans instead of asking themselves well what yeah. went wrong and it's everything. like well it's your fault you didn't watch it and it's like yeah, no and ben it's everything that they're that they're publishing now is like that yeah. like they're they, you know they were gonna do the snow white thing and they started attacking fans and now the snow white thing is kind of off the shelf right now yeah um, they even fired the girl who was gonna play snow white because she was just like way too crazy like she's on a yeah. blacklist a hollywood blacklist now um but check this out check this out this is the point i want to make What's so crazy about this is that for the long, like I am a long time comic book fan. I've read comic books since I was a kid, like a very small kid. I've always read comic books. It's what fueled my wanting to go to art school and, and doing like illustration and stuff. I just loved watching. I just loved reading comic books. It's a really awesome art form because mm -hmm. you can do what like at that time, especially when we were really young, great special effects weren't common. Right. So you could kind of bridge the gap between a reading a book and um, like special effects with graphic novels, because you could see something that you'd never see in a movie in a graphic novel. And it was amazing. The colors were amazing. The drawings were amazing. But one of the things that comic books always did is they were always at the forefront of social change. They would always be the ones introducing new characters that had like certain flaws that were that were um you know out the the outcasts of society or they were they were like black characters and like they would really like look at spawn spawn was like this huge hit it was like one of the first major black characters of all time and they created all of this change like we're talking about them being like 20 years ahead on most stuff now i'm not saying that's good i'm just well, telling actually you what's going on. to even go back further silver surfer 
in the seventies, they, they made him a black man. Now, granted, you don't really tell cause, but, but the, the origin story, um, he was, he was a black guy and now right. they want to make it a woman. So the yeah. new fantastic four movie, they're like trying to yes. make silver surfer a woman. And it's like, right. Because of because of people like oh. Kathleen Kennedy in there that just like are constantly trying to push these bizarre agendas. So so the thing is, is like not only are they attacking fans, they're attacking the hardcore comic fans that have been pushing the social change in yeah. our world through comic books for a really, really long time. And so they're actually like they're gas like it's a really crazy form of gaslighting because we're talking about people that have like they just want good stories. They've always yes. been behind a good story, like whatever the good story was, as long as it like made sense and it was an excellent story, they'd get behind it and they can't mm -hmm. write good stories anymore. So they're upset and now they're being told it's because they're misogynistic and they don't want to change right. and they're, they're well, men. And I, I think I know I think I know what the crux of this issue actually is. The, the pro I mean, from what I see, so people like the hero's journey, right? They like the story yeah. where, where you have the, the person who goes through a lot of hardship and whatnot and kind of like builds into that and then like, you know, becomes the hero at the end of it. And a lot of these women characters, they don't have that. They're like yeah. coming in like I am, you know, literally superwoman and I'm going to fix all the problems and it's like they're writing it as that yeah, there's way. There's no struggle. So they're, there's like, there's, yeah, yeah. I mean that that's what happened to Miss. Like, what is it, Captain Marvel? Right at the end of the movie. I mean, not not saying that it wasn't good. It's just that the problem is, is that they're doing this for all the women. Now it kind of worked for Wonder Woman because you had other characters that were. Because she was struggling, even though she was Wonder Woman, she went through this massive struggle in the movie because of what was happening. So it's, but it's like you just have these women that are kind of coming in, saving the day, but not really go. And and I mean, there's a lot of movies like that now where we're, you know, and I'm not saying I'm not kind of criticize anything. It's just the fact that it's harder for people to resonate with that, whether it's a guy or a girl because it's right. just like it's too easy at that point and that that was honestly one of the writing problems they had with superman it's like here's a person or a being too perfect that that's perfect yeah. indestructible can do any supernormal ability known to man and like you know, how do we meet him he never struggles with anything yeah yeah so so it's like you know then they bring in the kryptonite aspect and and then you know, that they have villains that are just equally as powerful. But I, I think that's I think that's really the crux of it. And they, they just want to make the, the, the women the hero. And it's fine having women hero, but they just you have to go through the process. Yeah, just, people... just write a good story. And yeah, that's all side. it comes down to. It's write fine. a good story. No yeah. agendas, you know, <laughs> yeah. just don't have any agendas. Yeah, And you can, write you know what? Story. You know what? Right Screw that. Feeling. Like, you know, you want to push women? Go ahead. Just write a good story. You can't do it. You yeah, can't. That, that's why Aliens worked so well with Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Because because it was like. It was a good story. It was a great story. And and, and it doesn't matter if it's female, male, black, white, whatever. It, it's going to work if you have a good story. As soon as you throw an agenda in there, it, it, it's then it's not about the story anymore. It's about building the story around the agenda that you want to push and people are just tired of it.
Okay, listen, we gotta we gotta watch a trailer. After we get back, we're gonna talk about Henry Kissinger and what's going on in China. And before we get into our uh, our live Q and A and the top ten weirder news of the week, so stay tuned. We'll be back in just a moment. The TV is biased and chaotic. The movies are cliche and boring. The Matrix is taking over. Where can I find some good entertainment, for goodness' sake? Well, look no further. Get our streaming platform, Rise.TV, for 25% off. Hundreds of videos, positivity, humor, and deep dives into mysteries and metaphysical topics. What more could I ask for? Want to hear the truth about Bigfoot? Near-death experiences, the evils of communism, ancient civilizations, and supernatural things? Rise.TV has you covered. I used to be sad, lonely, and depressed. Not anymore. You'll love interacting with awesome people on Rise.TV. There's so much to watch. Ben and Rob are great. Those guys always make me forget the world is falling apart. Subscribe to Rise.TV yourself or give your loved ones the gift of true, uncensored information. For the holidays, the yearly subscription is more than 25% off. That's just $7 a month. I want Rise.TV for Christmas. <laughs> All right, so Ben, tell me a little bit about this this guy that the Huffington <laughs> Post decided to say was America's most notorious war criminal. I have to admit, I, I, I it it actually made me question, <laughs> what, what, like seeing Huffington Post in. New York Times headline about this. I'm like, well, well, wait a minute. Why are they? I thought they were on the same side. So I'm a little bit taken so back. Dude, if they say this about Kissinger when he dies, what are they going to say about Soros? Yeah. Henry Kissinger, <laughs> American's most notorious war criminal, dies at 100. You know what's so weird? Well, look, look, read the, read the deck. The titan oh, of American no the titan of American foreign policy was complicit in millions of deaths and never showed remorse for his decisions. Gosh. Yeah. That is insane. And, and, and then and true. And then Henry or then uh, New York Times wrote Henry Kissinger, who's who shaped US Cold War history, dies at a hundred. And um, or was that yeah. And then times, right? Yeah. And then Washington Post had one too. Um, which Washington wait a minute, Washington Post and New York Times, do they have the same headline? Well, Washington Post is Henry Kissinger, who shaped world affairs under two presidents, dies at okay. It's 100. kind of similar. Yeah. And I think I think the new maybe New York Times changed their headline, to be honest. But anyway, um, yeah, this is so there's a lot to uh, unpack here. Honestly, now this this is interesting. This uh, headline is interesting because it's it's related to the Cold War. 
Now, a lot of people think that Henry Kissinger was a positive force in the Cold War dealing with relations in in, you know, the USSR and all of this stuff. But we have to take a uh, like a big, bigger look at what this guy was behind and what he was responsible for. Yeah. So, OK, Rob, I want to show you this. This, uh, this is from a Batman cartoon and this is from the 90s. And I could not believe for the life of me that this is real, but this is real. That we need money from the filthiest, richest pieces of shit the world has to offer. <laughs> Wait, now this Ra's al Ghul or yeah, real. Henry Kissinger. That monster isn't dead yet. God really doesn't exist. That we need money for the <laughs> richest. <laughs> I can't believe. Sorry, I said the '90s. This is actually it was actually one of the uh, movies that came later in the 2000s. That was actually like really funny. That was really funny. I, I again, I'm like kind of shocked that they even did that. So Batman went like once the uh, Dark Knight series came out, they, they, the cartoon went a little darker as well. But um, all right, you know. So okay, we have the New York Times, or I'm sorry, the Epic Times um, posted. This whole thing about the rise of China and they they bring up the question, is Henry Kissinger to blame basically essentially for what happened in China? Because if you remember um, when Nixon went, Nixon was the first president that met um, Mao at that time. And Kissinger really played a major role in facilitating that whole entire thing, allowing it to happen. Um. On when Kissinger is not with anybody related to China, he's kind of he has criticized China in the past, but his actions kind of prove otherwise. So. <laughs> uh, but so, Rob, do you want to read this? You why don't you you could just start in uh, 1991 here on our doc if you want. I kind of read. I kind of summarized. 19, that you me. mean 1971? Yeah, 1971. Sorry. Yeah. Just start. Okay, yeah. In 1971, Kissinger made a secret trip to China. Publicly available documents show the many ways in which the former Secretary of State and former President Richard Nixon enabled the CCP to grow in power. The success of Kissinger's journey into enemy territory, which paved the way for Nixon's 1972 trip to China, depended on one thing an admission from the U U.S. government that it wasn't interested in two Chinas, nor a one China, one Taiwan solution. That is mad. Yeah, so, I mean, he has he has been openly kind of criticizing Taiwan a little bit more uh, throughout the years. I mean, I mean uh, China's take on Taiwan, kind of defending Taiwan, if you will. However... It, like I said, his, his, some of his, I mean, he's, even though he says that his actions kind of prove otherwise in a lot of weird cases, not to mention, I mean, he did publish the book, which believe it or not, I actually have because I just wanted to read part of it and really kind of hear what he says, but Henry Kissinger, uh, world order. Uh, I drew the, uh, right a long time ago, <laughs> but, but I, okay. And on the surface, it is um, written in a language that 
sounds very wow okay Th this sounds diplomatic and kind of like policy change noble i guess you could say but then when you start kind of really looking at what he says and i'm going to get into a little bit here um then it makes you start questioning what are what's really the intentions of what he's saying what what like what's he saying what's he's writing and that's where things kind of get interesting but one thing that did caught my eye before we get into that um the epic times had another article and kissinger was saying the headline is this is what kissinger said biden must uphold trump administration's brilliant policy in the middle east wow i was also kind of like what um this this came out roughly uh, like around 2020 so right right basically essentially when, when biden got elected um kissinger said this now i don't know the the thing is, is that this guy has said a lot of things and then his 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 like actions exactly. kind of say otherwise um so it's hard to say yeah and to paint a picture here okay he, this is the guy that allowed china to to thrive when it should have just been completely destroyed like creating diplomatic relations with china was the worst thing anyone could have done because it's what led to the economy there bolstering the communist party which is persecuted and killed hundreds of millions of people hundreds of millions of people throughout the years right so like this he was like buddy buddy with mao who was like one of the most prolific serial killers whatever you want to call it of all time right mm -hmm. <laughs> and and you know his his diplomacy ended up because he was department he was the head of the department of state you know, there's so many photos of him sitting next to Mao. I mean, it, it, yeah. And he, and Mao loved it because it was, it was appropriating everything he was doing. Yeah. So, uh, so yes. Henry Kissinger was just like, and he's, yeah, he's always been this guy that like walks this line. Yep. You know, it's like these guys that Elon talked about where he was like, you look, you want to look good, but you do evil. Yeah. You know? the which is exactly what, what I want to get into right now. So he wrote an essay, which is essentially that that's what is in his book. So what I'm about ready to read here is kind of like the, the first chapter of his book, but this essay was titled Henry Kissinger on the assembly of the, of a new world order. The concept that has underpinned the modern geopolitical era is in crisis. So basically this whole book explains in detail why there should be a world order he doesn't use the word new right and like i said on the surface it could sound pretty good like for example in this article he says but vast regions of the world have never shared and only acquisized in the western concept of order these reservations are now being becoming explicit for example, in the Ukraine crisis and the Southern China Sea, the South China Sea, the order established and proclaimed by the West stands at a turning point. 
So on the surface, when you read that, it it sounds like, yeah, you know, you have all these like, like China, you know, dealing with the China South Sea. And it's like, this is why we need world order, because otherwise there could be more crisis crises that arise. And then there would be these like potential world war. And we're trying to stop that. So if we had a one world government, then, of course, that would end the world war. But <laughs> this is where you have to read between the lines, right? So, so the next part he says is like, Europe has set out to transcend the state and craft a foreign policy based primarily on the principles of soft power. But the thing is, he's saying Europe, but what he really should say is European governments have set out to transcend the state and craft a foreign policy. The people don't necessarily agree with this. The European people, it's like you, you makes it sound like all of Europe is agreeing in this political change that we want to bring in. Yet, um, if you talk to the people, it's the same thing. You could, you could change it for, to America. Right. And it's like, well, yeah, I don't necessarily think the people of America are agreeing with this change. So, this is the next thing I want to read is pretty big. He says the economic system has become global while the political structure of the world remains based on the nation state. So then he goes on to say the international order thus faces a paradox. Its prosperity is dependent on the success of globalization, but the process produces a political reaction that often works counter to its aspirations. Now, this is like, a, this is what I mean. It's worded in this very like, yeah, thought, like extreme, like it just seems like it went through like 20 different editors. Yeah. To really try to be as vague Craft as possible. Words. But, it, but yeah. <laughs> as like precise as possible without really saying what he's trying which to is, say. Which is what I have, why I have such a problem with politicians that are good orators exactly because they, they do the this surface, every time this sounds great on the surface well yeah okay but then when you really get into it the international order faces a paradox its prosperity is dependent on the success of globalization but the process produces a political reaction because the people don't want to accept it so as they make policies and change like for example you have like Klaus schwab says like we want to create a one world digital currency the people then are responding to that we don't want this which then causes them to make more radical and bigger movements toward the direction they want which then causes a reaction in the people even more so they're saying you know while we we try to make this global one world government and make it sound all nice and florally on flowerly on the surface. It's right. like the people are seeing what's really happening and they're rejecting it and starting to act out, which goes against what they're trying to do. So, um, this is the, so I, you know, again, I think this is kind of like really, when you start really looking at this, it's like, okay, yeah, they're basically he's trying to say, we're trying to create, from my understanding, he's trying to say, we're trying to create this new, whatever, you know, this new world, this world order through these political changes and basically have people accept it. And if they don't accept it, 
then it's kind of like that's their problem. And then we got to make more changes in order for people to accept these changes. Right. So anyway, <laughs> I know it's kind of long winded, but it's just it's kind of breaking down his own words because on the surface they do sound nice. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, if we had one world government, it would put an end to all war. Well, and well, and, you know, this everything that Kissinger did led to, you know, today's China, which is why Xi Jinping, you know, can be seen shaking his hand in that photo we showed and stuff like that. But, you know, today's China, it, we're going to go into that now. Um, it's it's full on crazy there right now. Like we <clears throat> OK, do you remember, Ben, in 2020? Leading up to it was 2019, basically leading up to 2020 in August or September, it might have even been October. There was these like whispers of a of a pandemic, like there were whispers of a new illness that was in China that was starting to spread. And then you and I went to Australia in January mm -hmm. for like three or four weeks. And as soon as we got back within a couple of weeks, everything was shut down and everyone was masked up. This was from 2019 going into 2020, which was an election year. And then yes. 2020 was crazy. All right. If you look at what's going on right now, we're in November, October and November, uh, and now December of uh, 2023. And in a month, it's going to be 2024, an election year. And now we're getting these whispers of this spike in uh, in this like deadly pneumonia that's breaking out in China. Now this is a legit thing. I'm not mostly and it's, it's mostly affecting children, right? It's, yeah. This is mostly affecting children. Like the, like there's tons and tons of kids, but it's not just children either. There is a lot of, I want to go over some of this data. So what's going on in China right now is it's just a big bag of cats. Like Google says that there's been a massive uptick in cyber attacks on Taiwan in recent months. So while all of this is going on with the breakout, they're cyber attacking Taiwan like crazy. Now check this out, Ben, since, since like the last, because it's been four years, right? A recent poll found that 51% of Americans view China as the greatest threat to the country over Russia and Iran, despite the war in Israel, 51%. Okay. 77% yeah. of Americans view China as an enemy up by more than 22% since 2018. Okay. Now. And well, well, I was going to say, and I think that that's because granted we have all this stuff going in Ukraine and, and like the war what's happening in Israel and Palestine and everything else. But the thing is China has been, China's like trying to own the US. You know, everything we buy is from China. They're buying all the farmland. People are getting more aware of that. They've in infiltrated the school system, the colleges, and even even um businesses. So I think people it's it's like maybe not a threat as in a military threat, but more of like a silent takeover threat. And I think this shows me that people are kind of waking up to that where China's kind of like you know, well, hey, we're going to do all this trade and business with you and everything else, which is, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then, well, quietly, yes. they're coming in through the back doors and, and, you know, 
monitoring yes, everything. But, but I, I also think a lot of Americans who don't know much about China or how they act and operate look on the surface of what China is doing and they're like, wow, there's like unlimited amount of people. There's like tons of military activity going on there all the time. These guys could be an actual military threat. Like they really think that. I, I think between you and I, it's just a show. I really do mm -hmm. think that. But like it does look like crazy, you know. So anyway, check this out. So nine professors died in the week of November 16th to the 23rd. In October, 66 CCP officials died. Back in December, when COVID-19 hit again, that's like last December, over 60 officials, CCP officials died. So there's like lots of people like cadres in the party that are like passing away. People that are like high up in like, and we're talking about of these professors, like eight of those professors were CCP uh, members, you know, like, like these are communist party members, right? Okay. Now, of course, China's official statements about this is that the outbreaks are under control and they welcome visitors from around the world, right? Um, but what's weird is it actually even looks like the CDC is approaching this in a little bit of a different way. Like they're being very diplomatic about how they're talking about it, but they also don't believe anything China is saying regarding this pneumonia. So like, it looks like they've, I guess you could say learned a little bit from the last time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, now there are some cases of pneumonia breaking out in the U S and I think most like the same pneumonia and most notably um, in Ohio and in Massachusetts, there's been breakouts and it's, above the county, like the, the breakouts that were in one county in Ohio near Cincinnati said that it was above the county average. It also meets the Ohio Department of Health definition of an outbreak. So wow. like we, I mean, we could be seeing everybody like locked in their houses again in a couple of months. Oh, like I'm not geez. trying to scare everyone. I'm just like, really? That could well, be well, yeah. And, and the, you know, knowing what happened last time, it's just, I mean, is this what they want? You know, are they going to push? Exactly. For exactly. That, that, that's the, it's, it's not about at this point, it's not about protecting people or not protecting people. It's just like, how is this going to benefit us? What should we do to, you know, right. Should, it's like, how convenient is it that like these things are going on and they happen to be happening during election years and it causes a like mass confusion and all kinds of crazy stuff. Now, if this wasn't crazy enough for you, we're going to pull up. I want to show you this um, <clears throat> this Instagram post. James O'Keefe opened up his own company called OMG Media. It's a pretty funny name. And he went undercover to track down Chinese bio labs in wow. the U.S. Um, uh, Dom, this isn't it. There it is. You got it. Watch this, Ben. We're doing an investigation to the Chinese bio labs. And the person that you were talking to um, actually works for me. About Chinese biolabs, you're actually you're actually on video uh, talking about them, talking about your boss, Jim Costa. You've been recorded as part of an undercover investigation. Yeah, I think they had uh, they had a recording of the guy saying like, you know, I'm doing parts of this because uh, uh, to benefit the Chinese government. I, I I don't I think I saw like they had. They had like uh, done a camera, up, or they had like kind of secretly recorded him saying stuff. I mean, I knew for a few months before anybody else did. Did you? We've known for years that China's been conducting numerous wow. covert activities right here in the United States. Secret Chinese police stations, 
underground transportation systems for Chinese nationals, spy and espionage rings, the Chinese even buying thousands of acres of American farmland, some of it right next to our military bases. Thousands, hundreds of thousands. Pale in comparison to what we have recently discovered. Convicted Chinese criminals who are active members of the Chinese military are operating secret biolabs right here in small town America. And they're handling deadly pathogens, including Ebola, HIV, wow. bacteria, TB, even COVID. Deadly pathogens that could be weaponized and used against Americans at the drop of a hat. So does he think that it was like a bioweapon lab? Well, I don't know. That's really kind of, they're kind of like, how many, the, the questions are like, how many other people are like, uh, like creating like these like labs yeah. in the United States. Well, what does your boss think about that? Like, does he think it's well, China? I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, what does your boss think? Like, yeah. do you think that it was like more of a national security threat? Yeah. 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 He does. Yeah. And Congress, with the help of the mainstream media, have okay, you can stop now. Um, yeah. That is crazy, insane. right? One yeah. One one thing I want to I want to note for people watching this, if they don't know, you are not allowed to have an American citizen or operate within uh, any kind of like school or government organization if you are uh, a registered Communist Party member or work directly with the Chinese military in this sense. Because if you are, if you work with the military, you're automatically a Chinese Communist member. So the, the U.S. is very strict about that. So a lot of people lie and say, oh, yeah, no, I'm not I'm not a communist member, you know, and then just to 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 get a position at a job or to get the green card or to get status. So this this is a big deal, because the problem is, if you are a Communist Party member, you're always going to be loyal to the party, not to the country that you're living in. Which is why, which is why it's a crucial question when they ask you that. Which is why this is a, such a big deal. So I just wanted to make I just want to make that point before we we kind of go on because some people might be like, okay, big deal, but it's like no, it actually is a big deal, and the U.S. government makes it a big deal. It is, yeah, it's a, it is a big deal. Well, yeah, and um, yeah, we're about to actually head over to. Um, rise.tv right now where we're going to do a, a live Q&A then we're going to do the top 10 weirder news of the week and you guys we have a great deal right now it's our holiday deal for only $7 a month you can join rise.tv and get access to our huge library of, of awesome content um, hang out with us and all of the cool people on rise.tv um, and, and, and be able to see all of this exclusive content that we put over there so if uh, if you're like us and you like what we're doing, please come on over uh, to Rise.TV. Do it now because um, we've got this awesome deal. And um, yeah, have a happy holidays. So uh, Ben, thanks for being with us here. And yep. um, we're going to head over to Rise.TV where we'll do our live Q&A. And then we'll get into our top 10 weirder news of the week. We'll see you guys over there. Awesome. A celestial object threatens captured soldiers, but their faith changes everything. Three cosmic events converge on the same day, and nobody knows why. A mysterious sound targets people when they least suspect it, setting off a UFO hunt for years to come. What was the Warminster thing? Do unexplained events and supernatural occurrences expose that something more is going on in our world? 
What are the most amazing otherworldly stories of Christmas that nobody's talking about? Join Edge of Wonder for unexplained events and a supernatural Christmas.